Welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. Built on the belief that there is something to be learned from every conversation, this podcast provides a space for fabulous individuals to find a voice within our ever-changing world. This special series of episodes has been put together alongside the Creative Bravery Festival, a festival of learning celebrating acts of bravery that will help transform and rethink the way we approach education. Young people are at the heart of education and our future, and it is important that as we reimagine, we hear their voices and really listen to the things that matter to them. These special episodes share some brief insights into the lives of some of those young people as I invite them to talk about what feels important to them right now. Happy listening. Welcome to another edition of the Hearing Our Young People special uh, episodes of the Coffee and Conversation podcast. And today I am delighted to be joined by my oldest niece, Karis. Uh, so welcome, Karis. Hi. So you tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us, give us uh, an introduction into you and who you are. Um, so I'm Karis. I'm 14 from Worcester. And what year are you in at school? I've just gone into year 10. Uh, so first, well, so GCSE year is next year. Yeah, that's the year that I take my GCSE. Yeah, cool. So, and how's your day been today? Um, the usual. <laughs> the usual, the school usual. Yeah. So how how is it being back at school? Because what's this week? I don't know, week three, four? This is my fourth week back, I think. Um, um, how is it going? It's quite odd. I mean, it's good to be back in the, in routine now. What's odd about it? Um, just how it's quite strict about social distancing rules, and obviously, well, not obviously, but Ida's come up this year, up this yeah, into year seven, and I don't see her at all. I don't really see any of the year groups apart from mine. So, are you in bubbles in smaller classes, or are you still in your big sort of normal um, classes? We're in year group bubbles, so I can change who I'm with in a class, but I never mix with another year group that's probably quite strange yeah so as ever we are I, I have no idea what we're going to talk about um which is slightly concerning when I know some of our previous conversations and I've had to do a bit of research because you've challenged me a few times um <laughs> so so yeah what we talk about in the next 15 minutes or so is completely up to you so um I'll start with the usual question which is what feels important to you right now or what would you like to talk about at the minute, um, school is quite important to me, seeing as I know that if I really want, like, if I want to be able to be comfortable in life and have um, opportunities, I've really got to work hard over the next two years and stay motivated for my GCSEs in about a year and a half. Mm, so how's the motivation going right now? Um, Right now, it's pretty good, I would say. So define pretty good. Tell me more about pretty good. Um, I have to kind of force myself to be motivated, but I'm still getting stuff done and paying attention and doing my work to my best ability. So I'd say it's pretty good. Good. And which are your sub? So, what subjects are the ones that you're particularly interested in at the moment? Um, 
probably my favourite subjects at school are psychology, history and art. Well, that's a good combination. Yeah. What is it about those subjects that feels, that draws you to them? Um, psychology is good because it's um, quite intriguing how the brain works and stuff like that. And history, I just, I like knowing everything that's happened and art is just a time to relax and be more creative than I get to be in other subjects. Mm, and I, yeah, I think I've, I've discovered art in the last few weeks and months. So I could definitely agree with you on that in terms of it's a nice way to sort of, yeah, just express some of the things that you're feeling and thinking. Yeah. So how are you feeling about going back to school and, um, um, yeah. after, cause you had quite a long time away from school where the other two, your sisters went back to school before summer, but you yeah. were off for a pretty long yeah. time, weren't you? Yeah. Um, I was, before we actually went back, I was quite anxious about how things were going to be and I didn't want to do anything wrong, but at school they've like given quite clear guidelines of how everything has to be done and stuff like that, so it's made straightforward. So what, what are the sort of things that you're having to do that would be different now? Um, before... And at the end of every lesson, sometimes the teachers forget they, but we're supposed to sanitise our hands. Um, uh, all the windows have to be open at all times for circulation or something like that, or ventilation. And all the doors have to be open. Um, we're only allowed to go in certain corridors. No other year groups are allowed to be in the same corridor as us. Instead of having assemblies like in front of a teacher and with the rest of our year group we now have um pre-recorded assemblies that we play during choose time yeah i can't think of anything else and what about has it how has it affected maybe sort of socializing at school and things like that is, is that any different mm, not really there's less places for us to go so everyone just tends to stay in the same place but because we're still within our year, it's not much difference there. So tell me more. I'm, I'm interested in the psychology bit because I'm. we've had conversations in the past about certain well, different subjects in psychology and I'm really interested in how, how people tick and how we, maybe how we deal with change and things like that. Yeah. So tell me a bit more about something that's interested you in psychology in the last few months maybe probably the most interesting topic i've done in psychology so far was probably social influence so that was kind of about obedience and authority and how we like try and fit into a crowd and like common reactions to stuff and there was a lot of um not practicals like um I can't think of the word. When you look back at oh, case studies um, for that topic, and so actually, social influence is quite interesting because we're we're going to do some work in the next few months on social media and how different things impact on us. Yeah. So how 
what do you think what's your experience of sort of social media and how that maybe has influence on how you feel like you fit in or you and your friends sort of what you do and how you communicate um I don't understand what you mean <laughs> that's a rubbish question then isn't it <laughs> so talk to me okay so just talk to me about so, so you, you've just said there about social influence and how some you know we're, we're quite often influenced by the things going on around us um and I know we've talked a lot about social media and the potential that has to influence us or dictate what we do and how we think um your I feel thoughts like social, on social media social media makes um sets unrealistic expectations for a lot of things and everything that anyone posts on social media is not real because all people are trying to do is make their life seem perfect to other people even when they aren't and how does that make you feel um it makes me feel like cautious because if I'm going through social media and I see someone and I feel jealous and then I realize that you don't know what's going on behind closed doors and is their life really like this or are they just putting on a cover to their followers and yeah and do you think that's the same or is that the same for sort of celebrities and people and for people who maybe are just sort of maybe your friends or people you've met at yeah, a local well, level? I feel like um, people are becoming more open and like you do see some celebrities um, actually telling you about their life and their trauma and whatever. Like Paris Hilton's just done a documentary on her past. So, and it just like reveals how not everything is as it seems and she doesn't she never had this like perfect life Hmm, I think that's a real yeah that's definitely something that comes up a lot in terms of having to it's about making maybe not judging people as well and what you see and and getting that things yeah what you first see may not always be as it seems so what I'm also asking people and what I'm also interested in is what would you change or what things in the world, either at a global level or on your local level and in the world around you, what would you like to change if you could? A lot of things. (laughs) Excellent. Go on. Tell me about a few of them then. Um, For example, since the Black Lives Matter movement, I've seen a lot more equal rights and learned a lot more about not only um, the racial injustice, but um gender inequality that's the word and stuff like that and I just I if I could make one change in the world it was would be that everyone would be equal and be treated equally and there would stop be people would stop is it prejudice mm-hmm. people would stop making prejudiced like decisions and discriminating against people we, we couldn't do a, po- a serious podcast without Dulcie making an appearance, could we? So we've just had a bit of... So if anybody can hear yelling in the background, that's uh, Karis's six-year-old sister, Dulcie, who usually is quite noisy and in the middle of our most serious bit of conversation. <laughs> so, yeah, this idea that we do live in a, in a world that's that, where there is prejudice because of people's colour of their skin or their sexuality or their gender. 
Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, I think that's an important, you know, we don't live at the moment in an equal world. There's a lot of inequalities. Um, and it's interesting that you've, when you said your uh, subjects at school and you've said your favourite subjects are things like psychology and history. And I think there's something quite important about history and understanding, like looking back and understanding what happened in the past. Yeah. And then also realising that we can all play a part in how we change that future. So what else? You said there was a lot you'd like to change in the world. So we've got a quite a big one to start with about prejudice and inequality. So that's quite big to tackle. <laughs> what else? I feel like that's the main one because although it's like summarised into one thing of us being um, not equal, there's so many like little things about it that kind of just all fit into that. And is, are there things that you feel you can do on a daily basis that can help make some of those changes? Um, I mean, just stand up for what I... Well, for, to stand up for what's right, or if someone said something, then to, like, correct them if they said something, um, like, racist or homophobic or sexist. And just that's as much as I can do right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking we had a conversation the other week around um, that you do actually stand up for things that are right. And when you see injustice or things that you don't feel are right, you're willing to. Yeah. To, to Yeah. To have a conversation with somebody and say, actually, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. And is that is that something that you think you've learned to do? Or how do, how do you feel that you're able to sort of, how do you know what's right? Or how do you know what you feel is right and then what you'll want to stand up for? And um, Well, I would just like share my opinion, I guess. Like most of the time it's me trying to educate my dad. <laughs> <laughs> excellent or well but and it's quite hard to get them to listen to me sometimes especially when I talk about inequalities of the world um but yeah and that's quite an interesting point as well because I think that's part of why I wanted to do this podcast is to because we all have a voice and sometimes there can be such loud stuff going on in the world that you don't feel like your voice matters or you're being heard. Yeah. Um, so it's sometimes quite hard to find those places and have you know find spaces to have the conversations that feel important to you. So we're coming towards the end of the short pod, this short podcast. Um, what else would you like to tell us or share with us or or question? What questions have you got about the world? I don't really know. I know that's a really big question. <laughs> um, See, I'm challenging you. I'm pushing you because you said, you know, you want to you want to keep motivated and focused. So this is me trying to keep you uh, keep you on your toes and, and challenged. I know, but that's really hard to think of an answer. It is. Mm. And change, is hard, change is often hard, especially when there's things that we see that are that we believe are wrong in the world and we want to make them right. Yeah. 
So what are your, okay, I'll give you an easier question to finish on then. We'll leave that for another day. We can sit and sit and when we, when we, when we meet up, we can sit and talk about that over a, I would say coffee, but I'm not sure you're that keen on coffee. Um, what are your, what are your ambitions then? There you go. What for the next, for the next 18 months, big, big chat. You've already said you need to keep motivated. Um, what, what, what are you hoping to achieve and, and get out of the next 18 months? I just want to be able to work hard, stay focused and get the results that I want so that when I've decided like a career path and what I want to do in the future, I'll be happy. So I don't want to be stuck in a job where I'm not happy. Mm, that feels quite important. Because, yeah, you're working for a long time. So finding something that you enjoy and motivates you feels quite important. Yes. Have you got any thoughts on that yet? Um, like what I want to do as a, mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested. I would like to be like a um, a psychiatrist or a some sort of psychologist, or like a like is it forensic psychologist? Mm-hmm. Uh, or I would like to work like. Um, as a solicitor or a lawyer or something along those lines. Wow, so there definitely feels like a um, a desire to make a positive difference to people and, yeah, using your psychology to understand, which could be quite... That could be very valuable going forward with all the challenges at the moment around um, mental health and anxieties and um, challenges with coronavirus and things yeah what sort of let's imagine you went down the legal route as a lawyer what sort of cases would really interest you um it depends because when me and dad spoke about it he said the I think something on the lines of the way that you can earn the most money is to work in property or like alongside business owners but I kind of would be more interested in working in the courtroom, so that a night defending a um, someone on trial. So defending—that's interesting. Defending rather than prosecuting. What's the prosecutor called? Just a prosecutor. So the prosecutor would be the person who was um, saying, "Well, that person's guilty, and I'm going to prove they're guilty." Whereas maybe a defence lawyer would be somebody who's defending somebody to say, "Actually, no, they didn't do it." I mean, they both sound quite interesting. I've got four years to decide. Indeed. And who knows? Things change. You could be anything you want to be. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I will leave you to the rest of your afternoon and evening. Thank you very much for talking with me. Hopefully it wasn't too stressful. (laughs) (laughs) And you can now go off and change the world in your own way I'll try so thank you very much for talking with me you're welcome you have been listening to the coffee and conversation podcast the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen as I thank my guest Karis I just wanted to add a small postscript to this recording um, which I don't normally do but something occurred to me after I'd recorded this and then went on to have a subsequent good half hour conversation with Karis about some of the things that we touched upon in the recording. What I noticed was how 
articulate, eloquent and alive she came as soon as I pressed stop on the record button. Um, it was really interesting just to see and, and explore a few, one or two of the things further that we talked about, like um, the inequalities in the world, racial inequalities, gender inequalities, and to hear her talk about how she had, uh, in a quest to talk with her parents about the fact that the world is an unequal place, how she'd been researching and she'd researched uh, how she felt it was much worse. Some of the things were much worse in America and had got some statistics around gender pay gap, um, racial pay gaps and all sorts of things that she'd found out um, because she was interested in her own way. And it just really struck me how almost there was a bit of a, perhaps by recording our conversation, I had maybe constrained some of those um openness and I don't know energy in some sort of way um but it was an interesting reflection for me in terms of that idea of maybe the pressure of recording something and the pressure of being perceived to come across in a certain way add something and and maybe even constrain some of the discussions and conversations um that I've been having um also interestingly I wonder how age maybe impacts on that. So I reflect to conversations I've had with my six-year-old niece, Dulcie, who did make a loud appearance at one point, and how uninhibited she is, and and always is in terms of what we record. And yet, perhaps the older we get, maybe the more conscious we are about our words and how they're perceived, uh, particularly when we're under the pressure of being recorded. But anyway, just wanted to add um, a postscript, uh, a reflection from me, for this podcast and maybe it's something for me to think about going forward in terms of how I create that environment and how I make sure that in recording something there is that um, I don't know the, the pressure is relieved and there's something around uh, allowing and enabling whoever I'm talking to young or old or somewhere in the middle um, and you know making sure that the environment I create enables people genuinely to put their voice forward and feel okay to share some of their thoughts and don't maybe get distracted by or worried about the pressure of the fact that there is a big record button being pressed. Anyway, once again, you have been listening to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. My sincere thanks again to my guest, Karis, and also to you for listening. And until the next time, take care.